Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having fantastic Fridays wherever you may be across this great nation. I'm back from South Florida. A lot of fun down there. Appreciate Donald Trump sitting with us for an hour from Mar-a-Lago on Wednesday. If you haven't heard that interview at Clay and Buck, uh, you can go grab the podcast. I think you will enjoy it. We got a lot to discuss. Um, Republican primary analysis. Uh, It was fun to watch that down in Miami. Uh, We've got drama. Lane Kiffin, Jim Harbaugh, college football controversy. I got some college football gambling picks for you. WNBA running from my $1 million challenge. Now they don't even have a million dollars at risk. Joe Manchin's not running. What does that mean for the Senate and potentially the presidential race as well? But we begin with... Jim Harbaugh watch, Michigan, will they or won't they get punished? I put up a poll and I asked all of you, based on what is currently out there from an allegation perspective and based on what you understand to be the case as the Michigan scandal has been covered, should the Big Ten or the NCAA or Michigan itself do anything, 56% of you said no actually encouraged by that tens of thousands of you voted I was actually very encouraged that you guys said no we shouldn't uh, see anything done by the Big Ten or the NCAA now I'm live right now with you guys at three o'clock Eastern Jim Harbaugh has boarded the bus to take the flight to the Happy Valley area of Penn State and so far it does not appear that anything is going to be done Now, there have been rumors, and so again, this could be uh, totally outdated within 10 minutes. I mean, it could happen. I would ask the staff uh, to let me know and text me over the next half hour or so as I am talking if anything changes. But right now, it does not appear that the Big Ten is going to do anything. Now, uh, I told you before I didn't think Michigan would do anything, and I didn't think the uh, NCAA uh, would do anything, and I didn't think the Big Ten would do anything. And people came after me and they said, oh, something's going to happen. We'll see. But what I will tell you is if the Big Ten tried to punish Michigan and they've been sending letters back and forth and the investigation appears to be ongoing, if they did try to punish Michigan, uh, Michigan would run straight to uh, judges and try to get a temporary restraining order to allow Jim Harbaugh to coach or to put in a, in a holding pattern any potential, uh, any potential charges uh, that, or punishments that might be levied against Michigan. Now, this is significant because I think you would have to grant a temporary restraining order. People say, okay, what does that mean? Um, let, let me just give you the standard for what has to happen for a temporary restraining order to be granted. Okay, so let's pretend, let's play this out. Uh, and, and I want to make sure that I get this right, so I'm going to look up. I haven't uh, 
been involved in a temporary restraining order uh, in a long time and exactly what the, uh, what the language is to make sure that I get this right. Uh, but a, uh, what is a temporary restraining order, right? Like, what is necessary in order to get a temporary restraining order? You have to demonstrate effectively, and again, I'm going to pull this up to, uh, to look and see what the uh, uh, injunction would be required. Um, you have to prove that you are going to have an impact and that it is going to be such that you can't get a future remedy that would justify uh, it and being able to... Uh, uh, in other words, if, they, if you had were later found to have not violated a rule, then there would be no material uh, ability to recover from it. Um, and so uh, a TRO says that typically you have to prove that by affidavit or verified complaint that you will suffer immediate and irreparable injury, loss, or damage and that you cannot, uh, you cannot otherwise be compensated for that loss. To me, the TRO, Temporary Restraining Order, is a perfect use here because if the Big Ten came out and suspended Jim Harbaugh, let's just say, or they suspended some players or they took some action against Michigan, you can't then unring that bell. If Jim Harbaugh isn't able to coach or a player isn't able to play against Penn State, Maryland, or Ohio State, and later that individual is found to have done nothing wrong, there isn't an ability to actually fix the wrong that existed from you not being able to participate in the first place. So the reason why I bring that up is if there were going to be a punishment levied by the Big Ten, immediately Michigan would go and they would seek out a temporary restraining order and injunction to keep this from actually being able to to be applied. And I I think it makes total sense that this injunction would be granted, not to mention uh, that you would have the ability to go get the temporary restraining order in potentially a state of Michigan court, which means politically there would likely be... And by the way, this is ridiculous. When I look up temporary restraining order, almost all of the results are ads. Like you can't... If you're just a regular person and you're like, hey, I want to go you know, read uh, what exactly the temporary restraining order criteria are, it's all being sold... Uh, to uh, uh, different legal law firms, and there's almost no actual information, which is unfortunate. I mean, Google, the Google paid search results to me deserve to be examined. And I've talked about this before. This is an aside. Have you noticed that if you try to go, for instance, book a hotel room, and you've got a specific place that you want to stay in a city, and you type that in directly on Google, you still get paid sponsor ads above the official website of the hotel, I guarantee you huge percentages of the American public when it comes to booking hotel rooms are looking for the actual website of the hotel they want to stay and instead Google for purposes of money is funneling you to a site that is not actually the official hotel website. Um, and to me, that feels like it should be a, uh, a form of fraud, in my opinion. But 
I don't think anything's going to happen to Jim Harbaugh. And if something does, or Michigan, then I think that they will be able to get a temporary restraining order. We'll see what happens. That's my prediction. Uh, And I told you a couple of weeks ago as this crisis, as this scandal began to grow, that I didn't think Michigan, the Big Ten, or the NCAA would do anything before the season ends, and that I thought Michigan should basically run the Auburn 2010 playbook, and that is what I anticipate happening going forward. Now, we've also got another scandal. Uh, There was a secret recording, evidently, taken of Lane Kiffin by a former player that he kicked off the team, and the former player saying that his mental health issues were not taken significantly enough by uh, Lane Kiffin and uh, Lane Kiffin's defense I think is quite clear it's that the player refused to be involved in meetings or explain himself in general I think that secretly recording uh, meetings is automatically going to make me not trust the people who were involved in secretly recording the meetings I, I just I mean If you are in a one-on-one conversation and you are secretly recording a conversation, leaving aside whether or not it's legal, and then that secretly recorded conversation ends up getting leaked and becoming a story, um, that just becomes very, very difficult for me to defend. I'm not saying Lane Kiffin is perfect, but based on what I have seen from this story, I would be on Lane Kiffin's side. And most of the time, I think I'll be on the side of the person who was being recorded without their knowledge. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. I'm Clay Travis, and I'll kick the show. is going to keep right on rolling. A couple of big gambling picks here for you. Uh, look, here are all my gambling picks. Uh, I've got Kentucky plus 10.5 going up against Alabama. Uh, I've got the Vandy, South Carolina over. I've got Penn State plus the points against Michigan. I actually think Penn State has a very good chance to win this game. Uh, Tap the veins, boys and girls. Blood Bank guarantee, Old Dominion at Liberty. By the way, uh, just taped earlier today the fade with Kelly Stewart, a.k.a. Kelly in Vegas, um, and that will be up soon. NC State Wake, the under. Rutgers, Iowa, the under 28.5. This is the lowest over-under I've ever seen. Florida at LSU, the over 63.5. Arkansas, minus 2.5. Ole Miss, plus 11.5 at Georgia. I was just talking about Lane Kiffin. I think Ole Miss is going to play balls to the wall, nothing to lose. I think they will make this a game in the fourth quarter against Georgia. Uh, Mississippi State, A&M. I like A&M, minus the points and the under. Uh, Tennessee, Mizzou, the over. I think each of these teams will score 30 or more. Duke plus the points against UNC and my other blood bank guarantee, USC Oregon, the over 74 and a half. NFL six-pack, Colts minus one and a half. That is a European game coming from Germany, early kick. Uh, Saints, Vikings, the under. Packers, Steelers, the under. Lions, Chargers, the over. Cowboys as a big favorite, minus 17 and a half. Uh, And the Jets and the Raiders plus... Uh, the points there, I've got the Raiders in what is effectively a money line game. Uh, I want to tell you, by the way, Fox News just texted me that I need to be on a little bit earlier than I was expecting. So I'm going to be signing out here in about 10 minutes uh, on this program so that I can go on with Martha McCollum on Fox News. Uh, Bet Online has put up a million dollars $1,000 
So the WNBA champion team, the Las Vegas Aces, has no risk. For those of you who haven't been paying attention, a WNBA player called me a dumbass, member of the Las Vegas Aces, because I said that I believed that if the WNBA team played against a state champion basketball boys team, high school, that the boys team would win. Girl uh, on the team called me a dumbass. I said, okay, you think I'm a dumbass. I'll put my money where my mouth is. WNBA, this will be the most watched WNBA game ever. I will give you a million dollars if you can beat the boys high school state champion team that I pick. On the flip side, if my team wins, I will take your million dollars and I will give it to the boys. I'm not even profiting off of this bet. We requested comment from the WNBA and the Las Vegas Aces. Women on, in the WNBA, they're always saying they need to make more money. That's why they said Brittany Griner had to go to Russia. I said, okay, here's a million dollars for you. More than basically the whole team makes in a year to play and win one game. No response from the Aces or the player who called me a dumbass or the entire WNBA. Bet Online saw all of this. And some of you may have seen yesterday, I put out a statement uh, uh, from them. They said they'll cover the million dollars from the WNBA. So the WNBA players have no risk. Zero risk now. They get to play a no-risk game against a boys' high school state champion of my choice, and they would make a million dollars if they won that game. They still aren't willing to do it. Just got to tell you, you claim that you need to make more money and that you're not respected enough and that people don't value your labor enough and I offer a million dollars of my own money in a bet. Now, the million dollars, they don't even have to put forward and they won't do it. Just pointing it out. Uh, You know, cowardice. Cowardice is what it is. Um, Joe Manchin, he is not running as the West Virginia senator. This is significant, I think, uh, because basically we're going to end up with a 50-50 Senate now. Uh, And Democrats are underdogs right now in two red states, Ohio and Montana. All Republicans would need to do, because West Virginia is going to flip with Joe Manchin not running, all Republicans would need to do is win Ohio or Montana, and they would take back control of the Senate. Favored in both and offshore gambling odds. Michigan, Pennsylvania, Arizona, Nevada, among others, also figure to be relatively competitive Senate races in states that, uh, that will be very close, so-called swing states. So this likely Joe Manchin retirement means that I actually think Republicans are even more likely to have control of the Senate than they are to have control of the House of Representatives because there are 18 different places in the House of Representatives uh, where, uh, where Biden won in 2020 that have since flipped in 2022. So you've got Ohio, you've got Montana, both of which right now, I believe it's minus 225 in Ohio and minus 300 right now in Montana if you were betting something in that neighborhood that the uh, Republican is favored. Michigan, Pennsylvania, Arizona, and Nevada all expected to be relatively close. 
And so if that is the case, no matter what happens in 2024, it's potentially the case that Republicans would have control of the Senate. And I know a lot of you out there are just like, hey, I want divided government. I would like for there to be less going on instead of, uh, instead of more. With Joe Manchin not running, now the question is going to be, is Joe Manchin going to go out there and run as a third-party presidential candidate? And remember, you got potentially Biden, you got Trump, you got uh, RFK Jr., got a libertarian candidate, Green Party candidate Jill Stein said she's going to run, Cornell West said he's going to run, No Labels, which is this uh, sort of moderate uh, group, is considering putting Joe Manchin or Larry Hogan or maybe Mitt Romney, one of those guys, on the third-party ticket. So you're talking about when you walk in for your presidential vote a year from now, there might be seven or eight different names on that ballot that you are trying to analyze and assess who you want to be voting for. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy going up against Nikki Haley. Here's my general proposition. Uh, This all started in the Republican primary when Nikki Haley said TikTok should be banned and now Vivek Ramaswamy is on TikTok. And, uh, And Vivek said, hey, Nikki Haley, you said you want to ban TikTok, but your own daughter is on TikTok. And then Nikki Haley responded and said, well, you're scum. And there's since been a big uh, kerfuffle, I would say, over how kids of politicians should be involved in uh, in presidential campaigns. And NBC News said, oh, look at how Hunter Biden's getting treated by by, uh, Ron DeSantis. I'm like, come on. Hunter Biden is 53. He's nine years older than me. Almost a de- Hunter Biden is almost a decade older than me. I get kids being out of the political line of fire when you're talking about 12-year-olds, 15-year-olds. I would say even if you're still in college, you're probably underneath the, the line of fire uh, in terms of being able to point to it. So I didn't think Vivek was out of line here. I think the only thing he said that I do believe could be debated, could be discussed was that Nikki Haley needed to worry about putting her own house in order. Well, her daughter's grown up. And I think Nikki Haley had an actual really good opportunity there to say, look, you know what? I don't think you should bring my daughter's decisions on social media into a major presidential campaign, Vivek. I know your kids are young. One of the things you're going to learn as a parent is your kids, much to your chagrin, actually end up doing lots of things that you wish they wouldn't. And I don't think that it's healthy for most kids to be on social media. I, don't, I think it would be better off if they weren't on social media at young ages. I think the data reflects that. But one of the challenges of being a parent is you think you know better for your kids and they may not listen to you. And so my daughter is a grown woman. She can make her own choices as to how she spends her time. And some of those choices I'm going to disagree with. And guess what, Vivek? You... I guarantee you, your parents disagreed with some of the choices you make. And I know my parents often disagreed with some of the choices I made. So you can have an opinion that something is not great for everybody out there and understand that your own kids may not listen to you. So that's the way I think to handle it. And I think she would have scored major political points. Calling Vivek scum for bringing it up, I thought, was was not... But the idea that Hunter Biden should be above reproach when he's been trading for millions, uh, uh, making tens of millions of dollars on his dad's own uh, brand, 
And when Joe Biden himself is directly involved in the business dealings, in my opinion, of Hunter Biden, to try and compare a, dis- a, dis- a dispute over TikTok and whether or not somebody should be on with how exactly uh, Hunter Biden is being treated is seismically different. I haven't heard anybody say Nikki Haley's daughter has potentially committed multiple felonies. I think it's probably unlikely that she did. So the idea that, uh, that, that, that somehow uh, this would be uh, the equivalent. My general rule is I would try to avoid, if I were in politics, I would not want my boys to be stories until they were adults, right? That is 22, 23, 24 years old. And then only stories for things that they did, not stories because of me, right? Um, And certainly I think young kids are off the table. But I think Nikki Haley could have handled that better. Uh, Overall, my biggest takeaway from the Miami Republican debate is we basically have Trump, certainly. Again, go listen to our interview with him on Wednesday. We basically have three uh, candidates right now that are still viable, in my opinion. And when the next Republican debate happens, I think it's December 6th in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, I think only Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, and Vivek Ramaswamy should be on the stage. And by the time we get through Iowa and New Hampshire, I think, honestly, it should be down to whichever of those candidates, meaning there's probably going to be one, is still viable that should be the person that goes head-to-head with Trump. And what I haven't seen so far is any suggestion nationwide that even if it's a 1v1 battle, that Trump is going to be able to be beaten. But that, to me, is the only question uh, that is out there that is uh, really kind of worthy of contemplation uh, in general, is who is the final contender going to be in a head-to-head battle going forward against Trump. Okay, closing out now because i got to hop on Fox News. Uh, You can see me with Martha McCollum in just a couple of minutes on Fox News. Uh, I'm telling you my double blood bank guarantee. Tap the veins, boys and girls. Uh, I am on the over in Southern Cal at Oregon, and I am on the over in Old Dominion at Liberty. And by the way, the fact that Virginia Louisville under didn't cash was last night a crime against uh, gambling humanity. There is absolutely no way uh, to, in any way, defend it at all. Um, All right. Uh, Love all of you. I hope you have fantastic weekends. Uh, My name is Clay Travis. DBAP unless you need to SBAP. This has been, as always, a lot of fun. Outkick the show. By the way, I'm home all next week. Patriot Awards are going to be in Nashville. We'll have some cool stuff going on. Uh, Fox Nation here in town with a lot going on there. But I'll be in town all this week. Uh, next week for shows and everything else. Uh, appreciate all of you. As I always like to say, DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. This has been Outkick, the show. <laughs>